Welcome back to another round of the fifth down. My name is Mitch Hill. With me is my good friend and co-host Bennett Hughes. And Bennett, I'm not even going to ask how you're doing because we just can't have nice things, huh? Not at all. Um, speechless, dumbfounded, befuddled, <laughs> irate, pissed off, uh, disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. Just just classic Mizzou. When we get the expectations and we get ranked, this happens. Yeah, I don't – I mean, we were talking about this before I hit record – or before we hit record and everything like that. And there's really – the only positives is that we didn't, like, muff a punt basically. But, I mean, nothing really great happened in that game. Yeah, I think Cade Musser being able to field mm-hmm. every single punt is the only positive takeaway that I can that I can think of. And, hey, maybe we also, too, that we won the attendance battle uh, on the road. Yeah. Other than that, I, I, nothing. Yeah, I feel that's that that had to be a tough, tough trip for the uh, loyal Tiger fans that traveled to Nashville, which Nashville is a fun city. Um, there's worse places to go, that's for sure. But that could not have been fun, and that was just downright an awful game. Yeah, and you said it last week. The what's that sound? It's it's the door to Missouri's opportunity mm-hmm. in the East opening again. Well, that that door is almost completely shut now. Yeah, that that door that door started closing pretty pretty quick. pretty dang quick, and it's one of those things. I should have known better, right? I I had mm-hmm. entering the morning. I had no. I was not nervous. I had no anxiety. Um, I mean, for the Troy game. I was I was nervous for that game. They've been big teams in the past. Yep. Coming off the bye, we had the Barry Odom. You know, can he win after a bye week? Um, I was nervous for mm-hmm. Ole Miss. John Rice Plumley. I saw him have a good game against Alabama. Thought he could do similar stuff against us. I, you know, I think I probably took the same mindset as this team of thinking, hey, this is Vanderbilt. They just got completely schlacked at home to UNLV by 25 points. I mean, right. I said it jokingly last week on our on our on our show, you know, hey, maybe consider kicking Vanderbilt out of the league. That was obviously a joke, but I mean, at the same time, that UNLV right. loss—that's one of the worst losses of for a Power <laughs> Five team that you will ever see. And then, mm-hmm. and then, sure oh, enough, yeah. we turn the game on, and I should have known better. They—they're starting their backup quarterback. He's a—he's a runner. He's—he's he's given his teammates <laughs> the LFGs on the sideline, getting them pumped up pregame. We're wearing the same pants that we wore against Wyoming, um, and then the first quarter. Ooh. The first quarter, I mean, just started the downfall. Well, it's it's something that we've talked about before, and then I always I talk about too, like in the pregame and things on Rockham Nation and everything like that. When you're playing an inferior team, I mean, see Georgia last weekend, and then see Mizzou this weekend. When you're playing an inferior team. You cannot let that team hang around because the more you do, the more your confidence starts to go away, and the more that team's confidence starts to build. And you saw the you saw yeah. the end result. All that happened was Vandy hung around, they hung around, and then they scored, and then Mizzou's offense was anemic and just I don't I after Dooley called <clears throat> Dooley and the offense had what I thought was their best game. We were singing his praises last and week. Most creative game ever. Yeah, after Ole Miss, it was it was a great game. There's so much to like about that, and then just against Vanderbilt, nothing. 
And I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing, and we'll talk about coaching and team mindset and all that thing here in a second, but I think the biggest thing that is, that's the most disappointing for me is we've already had a major letdown this year against a team we have no business right. losing to. You would have thought that we would have had this behind us and we would have learned our lesson. And then you look and you see in, this, in the season already, Georgia loses a, a game, a crazy game at home to South Carolina. You've got other teams in the conference losing games where it's like any any given Saturday in the SEC, anybody can beat anybody. And for us to come out and yeah, just I mean, like, lay an absolute egg is just, I mean, it's it's just unbelievably disappointing. Yeah, I mean, so the Wyoming game, we talked about it every single week after Wyoming. We And uh, it was basically like it was starting to look like something like that was a fluky game. That And I still believe the Wyoming game was a fluky game. And that's not who Mizzou was. This game, they were just Mizzou was just downright bad from coaching to the players. It they just not nothing really good to take from it. This is one of those where you watch the tape and then you, I mean, you can't burn it because you got to learn from it. But still, this is it's one just of those, an absolute yeah. head scratcher. Mm-hmm. Um, just crazy. And I, I told you, I that's one of the most brutal football games I've ever watched. I actually turned off. <laughs> the ESPN broadcast in the second half. And I just listened to our radio guys, Mike Kelly and, and Howard. Uh, Howard Richards. I, I, I could not watch that game. There was no rhythm. There were penalties on every other play. Mm-hmm. Um, we, like you said, offense was anemic. Kelly Bryant, he looked, I mean, just a shell of himself. Our offensive line was getting manhandled. Um, just shocking stuff. All over the place. Yeah, it, it came down to it. So you look at our rushing, we had 150, or Mizzou had 153 rushing yards. Kelly Bryant had 72 of those. Kelly Bryant was really just started taking matters kind of into his own hands and was running the ball instead of throwing it. He wasn't having a great day throwing the ball, but that was just, uh, I I honestly just don't know what the heck happened there. His throws, the throws were high. They weren't on time, something like that. He wasn't seeing people crossing the field. Um, and then, yeah, the running game, like I just said, Beatty, Larry, Dawson Downing, I mean, no push coming from that line. No, and we just consistently kept getting ourselves in third and long and third mm-hmm. and long, backing ourselves up, shooting ourselves in the foot with these penalties. Um, just so frustrating to watch. And, you know, we were talking about it. The offensive line, two guys stick out to me in particular. One being Case Cook. He's a mm-hmm. he's a relatively newer guy in the fold on that line. Um, he was just every single play just getting blown off the ball. They were mentioned on the radio. I think he might be dealing with a, with a back injury. If that's the case, do we not have anybody else that's capable of right. not getting run over every play? Get him out right. of there. Um, and then – the biggest surprise to me was Trevor Sims Wallace, um, you know, preseason all SEC guy, a guy that you and I think are, is both, you know, he's going to play in the league. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was getting pancake blocked, re- reverse pancake blocked right. every yeah. single play. I it mean, was, a, he got put on his butt multiple times. I mean, it's just like, what is on? He, there, I mean, well, you've kind of noticed it. I mean, Odom's kind of, he hasn't necessarily said anything like, you know, out in public about it, but you can tell because there's kind of been a revolving door in that offensive line at various positions and everything. Something's up there and they're not clicking or gelling like everyone thought they would. And it, it unfortunately reared its ugly head. Yes. Yesterday, Saturday. And that's just when you, when you lose the battle, um, when you lose the line battle, you're 
very rarely are you going to actually win that game. I mean, so looking kind of at what Mizzou did, so on third down, three for 15. Now, Vandy was three for 12, but still, what, whatever. Um, Mizzou was three for 15. It is very hard to win when you uh, go three for 15 on third down. I mean, that is just killing yourself all the time. And then not to mention we couldn't – Mizzou couldn't kick a field goal very well, and then 12 penalties, 120 yards. I mean, that's just – Yeah. It's not good. We've been saying it all along. The Achilles heel of this team is – or heels are the penalties, mm. special teams, and it, it had gotten better in previous games, but the inability to consistently have a pass rush. And all yep. three of those things yesterday were mediocre at best. Um, I mean, yeah. the, the special teams, a complete dumpster fire. Um, Bad. And, you know, I, we go on, you go on Twitter after the game and I mean, people are calling for Barry Odom. I, I think a, a more serious uh, question to be asked is, is the future of Andy Hill. I have no idea what the heck is going on with the special teams. Um, so, yeah, I think his contract's up after this year. So that'll be very interesting. I mean, he's, he's been a guy that's been around the program forever. I mean, people say he's a good recruiter. Mm-hmm. Um, we, and we've, we've mentioned it, we've, we've discussed it before. There is a reason why teams, both college and pro have a specialist, both for field goals and punting and kickoffs. Right. Yep. I, I, as much as you want to criticize Tucker McCann, which I, it, it's most likely justified, but I, I think you got to give him a little bit of a break because there are some cross mechanics there between kicking field goals. That's not working well. Yeah. Kicking off. That's a lot of responsibility to, to put on one guy. Um, and I think also too, with, with kicking being such a mental game, you know, he fully hasn't, hasn't got down. And when he, and when he misses one field goal, I mean, it just completely gets in his head and I mean, it just spiraled out of control. And I mean, that was that was ultimately the difference in the game. I mean, we we missed three field goals yesterday and we lose by seven. Yeah, that lose by seven. Yeah, I mean that's that's just how that that's how that goes. I mean, and then you have another just talking about how he missed points on the board and everything. You have another Kelly Bryant. He now normally he bounces back from it and the team rallies around it and everything like that. But he had another interception. It was kind of in the end zone and you didn't know what the heck was going on with that. So. I mean, just not a good game from uh, from Kelly after he's been playing very well all season. And, and another thing too, and it, it, harkening back to the Wyoming game, and, and something that I that I heard Howard Richards uh, saying on the on the radio, this team when they've been popped in the mouth, um, you know, when they've when in the games that we've had success this year, we came out mm-hmm. the gates hot, and we had all these statistics about us scoring all these points in the first quarter and getting out to all these leads. In the two games this year and just in years prior, thinking back in the Barry Odom era, era, when other teams come out and they get on top of us early or they, they make a statement earlier in the game, we, we don't respond. Um, in right. the Wyoming game, we were up early, but then they had a couple crazy plays that got, us back, got them back into the game. And we, it was like, holy cow, what's going on? The sky's falling. And we couldn't adjust. We couldn't make the in-game adjustments. Vanderbilt came out hot. Um, and we just, uh, we couldn't adjust. It was just ridiculous. You just had a feeling in the first quarter, how the game was going to go. So after Mizzou scored their first touchdown to tie the game seven to seven, um, their next drive looked like this. Well, the next four drives, it went, this is Vandy and Mizzou punt, punt, punt. I think that was four. 
four punts. And then Vandy, with 2.20 left in the second half, went one play, 61 yards, Keyshawn Vaughn, touchdown. And that go up 14-7 into halftime. There's giving an inferior team momentum going into the locker room. And that's pretty much it. That's all she wrote right there. One one big play, which is an Achilles heel of Mizzou as well as big plays. That pretty much did, did Mizzou in right there. And, and another thing, too, I mean, I, I think it just comes down to who wanted it more. And yeah. Vanderbilt, they wanted it more. Um, we have the talent that we should be 7-0. and um, oh, absolutely. Right, as of right now. Um, we have absolutely no business losing to Wyoming or Vanderbilt. Um, it's, I mean, the uh, sheer difference in, in the talent on both those teams. Um, it was just in both of those games. Mm-hmm. I think it was a mixture of coaching, um, making better adjustments on the other side, and the, the other team ultimately wanting it more. Which yeah, really I mean- sad. It's just, yeah, it's just an, it's an inexcuse. It's an, it's a game that you, I mean, you can't make excuses for it. You have to say, I mean, so Odom after the game, let's go ahead and get into a little bit of coaching and everything like that. I mean, yes. So Gabe DeArmond, a lot of people have said this as well. The players can have a bad game too. And they don't always get as, they always don't get criticized in college sports because, and it normally falls on the coaches. There could be an aspect to that. People start criticizing the coaches because they're the ones that are actually getting paid. There's if you if you want to get into that argument, so then um, you're going to criticize the people that are actually getting paid versus the um, the non pro athletes, I guess you could say. I mean, quote unquote. It just depends how you feel there. But so Odom after the game, I mean, he said out executed and they got out coached. That's so it's kind of an issue. Co- the coaches are to put the players in positions to succeed, and it was clear that nothing was really clicking. And. We've talked about this before, and, and people know I am a huge proponent of of Barry Odom, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. obviously, you know the fact that he is Missouri made. Um, you know, I think he he. I'm sure he didn't sleep last night. I I guarantee. Yeah, it. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I bet he was in the facility this morning at 5 a.m. looking at film, thinking, okay, what the hell just happened, and how are we going to fix this? Um, but I, I can I can definitely see why there are people calling for his head right now. I mean, and, and mm-hmm. I, it, some of it is definitely justified. I mean, some of the losses that we've had the last couple of years are just completely inexcusable. This is probably the worst um, I've felt, and we've probably felt as a program since the Purdue loss several years ago. Um, yeah, this one's tough. I, I just think this one's really bad because of just who the opponent is. It's not like – I mean – yeah, we oh, we joked about it last week, and but I was saying before the season started that I thought Vandy was going to be a lot better, and uh, like because I thought Keyshawn Vaughn's really good and everything like that. Clearly, they weren't good at all. But guess what? Mizzou did not come ready to play in that game, and so guess what happens? Derek Mason, who's a coach that's feeling a lot of warmth around his seat, he had his guys up to play that game, and Mizzou was just not up to play that game for whatever reason. Yeah, and I mean just. As we discussed, I mean, we've already been through this this year with Wyoming. How how have we not learned from prior mistakes? I mean, that's all on coaching. I mean, it, it truly is. So there's two there's two things I want to touch on too as well here. Um, Matt Harris, uh, Dive Cuts, writes big basketball and everything like that. Check out everything he does. Um, but he tweeted last night, and I actually thought this was hilarious, that it would be very, very on-brand now if mizzou somehow went 10 and 2 and their two losses were to vanderbilt oh 100 um i mean if I mean, you 
I don't think it'll happen, but I just think it, that would oh, be hilarious. It would be, it would be the de- just classic Mizzou. And I mean, if you have, oh yeah, if you even follow this program back in like the seventies, eighties, there's years where Mizzou knocked off like Notre Dame and USC and some other top flight mm-hmm. teams, and then didn't even make a bowl game. Like it's just, right. I don't know how you can explain it. It's just a staple of this program and just wacky seasons like that. And um, you know what? Hey, I, I would take that, obviously. Um, but where morale is right now, and I, you know, I just, I don't know. It, it's it's, it's hard to, it, yeah. it's hard to see. I mean, if we have any hope of of making a run in the SEC now, I, I think we we most likely have to win out. Yeah, probably, or someone drop a weird game or something like that, and you know, lose to a team yeah. like Andy say. Uh huh. The one thing Odom. So last year, the gut raging lots for me at least was the Kentucky one. And then it was going on the road to play a top 10 Florida team. And Odom got the guys rallied around that on a, you know, it wasn't a bye week or anything like that. Got the guys and they went down to Florida and, and whooped up on them pretty good. So, I mean, we'll see if Odom can do that again. It's going to be interesting to see, but normally after a loss, the team does respond. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and you hit the nail on the head. That's another, we want to talk about staples of this program. Just, just coming through when, when nobody thinks they would. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the in 2014, after the Indiana loss, everybody wrote them off. Um, I also think about, um, the, the 2015 game at Arrowhead in the midst of all the political stuff going on. Yep. We played BYU, everyone. I mean, there were, nobody showed up for the game. Everyone was like, you know, we're just going to get rolled out of the building. We somehow come back, win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you would think, I mean, I mean, in Vegas thinks so too. I, I see that we open up as nine point favorites next week at Kentucky, right. which is a team that has had our absolute number, yep. which is, which is just crazy to think the last couple of years. Um, but you know, you never know. Well, you do. I mean, yeah, you never know. So that kind of leads in right into what I want to say. Also college football is weird. College football is a weird sport. And so um, now that we've kind of, you know, lamented on Mizzou a little bit and talked about that, had a little bit of a therapy session, turn our attention to some of the other weird things that happen in college sports. Like, say, Wisconsin going to Illinois and losing by a point and looking like they were not even awake for that game. You know what, Mitch? I'm going to take full credit <laughs> for that win. Um, I think it's obvious that Lovey Smith is a fifth down regular yep. listener yes. um, and he used my quotes several weeks ago about how Illinois needs to just start from scratch and, you know, build and start over again. Um, mm-hmm. Use that as bulletin board material and absolutely why they won yesterday. Yes. Small beat podcast says something about Illinois. It goes on the bulletin board. I can see it happening. I understand it for sure. That was, but yeah, I watched a little bit of that game. That game was just weird. Uh, Wisconsin was favored by like 30. I think that game. Yeah. Yeah. So at yeah, least Mizzou. yesterday with between us and Wisconsin, and there was one other game that's completely escaping me right now. But there was three games in which teams were favored by more than twenty points, and they lost. It's like the first time it's yep. happened in this millennium. Oh, Texas. That's right. That's right. That's it. Well, they won. They won, but, but yeah, but they. I mean, but they won by two on a last second field goal. Yeah, which is not great. To KU. Yes, at home. Yeah, just uh, another reason, you know taking the Mizzou blinders off it. Another reason, reason why we love college sports because in football in particular, because it's crazy, it's crazy. You, you, any given team can, can beat any other team on any, any given Saturday. So some other things that happened in college football, um, 
this podcast has kind of turned into. We've been talking about them a lot. I feel like uh, big LSU fans, I think, that we've turned into. They, I mean, they routed Mississippi State 36-13. And it was, I don't even think it was that close, honestly. We are a pro Joe Burrow podcast. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's turned into that. Yes. Yeah. He is, uh, he, I mean, just with them playing these high profile games and him just going out. Exactly. I mean, he has elevated himself. I would say that Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields, probably talent wise, are better than Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. But just given the high profile games they've won and how well he's playing, I think he's right there for the Heisman at this point in time. Yeah, I think so too. And then also, so another kind of question mark Tua goes out with the high ankle sprain. I think Saban said he'd be out at least a week or two. Um, so that, obviously that hurts his Heisman uh, hopes and everything like that. But Bama handled Tennessee. Um, not entirely sure. I I don't know the history of the, those programs or anything like that. But Tennessee really needs to stop like making like calling Bama their rival because I mean they're they get worked every year. Yeah, I, I mean I'll say they put up a bigger fight than I thought they would. Um, right. But yeah, I mean that one's. Yeah, that, that's that's tough. I think that's their 13th straight L against the Crimson Tide. Yeah. Doesn't really yep. qualify for a rivalry. Right. And then um, Jalen Hurts, speaking of, uh, you know, Bama a little bit. Jalen Hurts, six. Th- this his stat line's insane. 10 carries, 75 yards, two rushing touchdowns. That's, that's on the ground. Passing 16 of 17, 316 yards, three TDs. I mean, he's a video game at this point. Yeah, he is. He is really fun to watch, and he is on an absolute mission. You know, if you watch, he's college, a mercenary. Yeah, if you watch College Game Day, um, they had an interview with him, and the guy asked him, uh, "You know, you have a chip on your shoulder," and he paused for a couple seconds, and he just goes, "Boulders." Yeah, I, I, yeah, he is. On, he is on a mission, and he is just at OU to make sure he can run through college football and show everyone who he is. Basically, and, and he wants. He wants Bama. He, oh, wants, he wants that so bad. bad. He wants that so bad. And then um, another high-profile um, program. I think uh, TikTok, uh, Jim Harbaugh. TikTok. Yeah. Um, I Honestly, I thought Penn State was going to roll them more than they did. I know Penn State's um, really good. Penn State's good and everything like that. But, it's again, Harbaugh in big games, he's just – awful yeah i think i think yesterday i think and we'll, we'll talk about some other games in depth more in a second but i think the biggest deal um kind of take away from yesterday um was we're, we're getting more clarity in some of these other power five conference of, of who's rising to the top and i think right penn state's a good team i don't think they're going to challenge ohio state in the big 10 no probably not no because yeah like you said i mean i thought the score was going to be a lot bigger on that penn state michigan game um but and then you got I mean, Florida, again, South Carolina is looking better and better every week since Mizzou worked them, which is that I'm just – thank God Mizzou won yes. that game at this point because I can just still look back at that. But they allowed uh, – Feaster for South Carolina had 175 rush yards against Florida. So, I mean, Florida's vulnerable for they sure. They are. That game, you know what it kind of reminded me of? Uh, not saying that we should have won that game by any means last year, but our, our game against Georgia last year where there were two or three plays that were impacted by penalties where if you take them out, it's a completely different game. Uh, Florida had mm-hmm. several calls, like a 75-yard touchdown run where they missed a false start and a holding call. Huh. And then they also, on huh. another touchdown, missed a complete um, – 
basically a screen, a wide receiver screen that should have been a hold uh, on a touchdown that you take out those two touchdowns. And I mean, South Carolina is right there. Um, I will say though, I think it's a blessing in disguise for them that um, (laughs) what's their, what's their original starters name? I'm totally Blake and Mitch. Um, You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. South Carolina, Florida, or you're talking about Florida's. um, Oh, Felipe Franks. Yes, I think it's a good blessing in disguise for them that he's out for the year because Kyle Trask, that guy actually can – he can play some ball. Um, yeah, Kyle I, Trask I is a good quarterback. They put up a stat. He's the first Florida quarterback in like 15 years to have several games in a row with three-plus passing touchdowns, which, yeah. you know, they had Chris Leak, they had Tim Tebow. That's a pretty impressive stat. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, so it, it could be a blessing in disguise, but it's – it's interesting. And then uh, Mizzou, who Mizzou has next week, Kentucky. Uh, Georgia was sleepwalking through that game. Jake Fromm, I mean, 35 yards. What's <laughs> going on, man? All to one receiver. Yeah. Uh, trouble in paradise? George Pickens. Question mark? I, I, don't, I don't know. Is it a, it might, I think it might be a product of pretty much all of his receivers graduated last year or went to the league or anything like that. But, I mean, good Lord. They can't pass the ball at all right now. It, you know, it was a it was a rainy night there in, in Athens, but still, I mean, he nah, he, yeah. he looked just pedestrian. Yeah. Um, and then I just did you see Arkansas's fake punt? Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> things they uh, can't get that was any worse bad. really than it is in in Fayetteville right now. That that fake punt was I mean Auburn rolled him obviously 51-10 but that fake punt was if you haven't seen it go find it on Twitter or Facebook or something like that but good lord that was hilariously awful. I was telling somebody you know what it reminded me of if you watch like any of these conference championship games when they have these high school kids come out at halftime and do the Dr Pepper <laughs> challenge yep, where they yep. try to throw the balls into the into the pit and With they, the they chest don't pass. It, Yes, with the chest pass. They don't throw it like a, a normal person would. They chest pass it. Yep. That's exactly what that reminded me of. And <laughs> they were just getting lit up all day on, on Twitter and the media for that play. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the Pac-12 stays alive with their college football playoff hopes. Uh, Oregon beats Washington. So Oregon has their one loss to Auburn, which is a good loss, quality loss. So the Pac-12 still has an outside chance of making the college football playoff. Yeah. Pack Pack Twelve. I mean, just like we were saying with the with the Big Ten, we're starting to get more clarity there. I think Oregon is is the team to beat there um, with the one loss, and then in the Big Twelve, I don't. Outside of Baylor, just being a complete Cinderella, I don't see anybody. I mean, we saw Texas should have lost to KU last night right. at home. I don't think anyone's going to challenge OU the way Jalen Hurts is playing right now. No, I think that OU is going to run away with the Big Twelve, like even more. It's not even close at this point. It's just, yeah, that's just not a good, it's not a good conference right now outside of OU really. And um, yeah, OU is going to coast into the final again. The so, uh, the one true champion will be crowned. Right. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I saw that about that, by the way, your tweet. That was great. Um, and then, so yeah, like clearly college football's weird. So those are kind of some of the storylines. I think the biggest one coming out of college football outside of, you know, not Mizzou specific is the Tua injury for sure. Because it's – without Tua, I don't know if Bama can continue to win like they do. 
Yes. Um, and I, I should know it's been the year of the, uh, the quarterback injuries in the sec. Right. Um, yeah. We've really had to brush up on our, on our backup knowledge. Um, and yeah. I can't say that I know Alabama's backup. I'm sure he's some five-star stud that was an elite oh, I'm sure 11, he's incredible. You know, out of G QB one, you know, type guy. So I'm sure they'll, <laughs> he'll step right in and they'll be all right. But, um, you know, that, could be some some adversity for for the tide to face yeah it's just um yeah mac jones is the backup quarterback for uh, alabama and yeah i'm sure he's going to be really really good (laughs) i just assume yeah i actually i recall and mizzou actually somewhat sort of had a chance i think he he had a official visit and then canceled it Um, last second um yeah what do you know there so yeah hey (laughs) I mean, yeah, Alabama, it is, it is what it is. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of college football. It's just it. I don't really – it's tough this week to get pumped about college football after Mizzou just got – I mean, that was just an embarrassing loss. That's all it was. That's all you can say is it was an embarrassing loss. Yes, and it's just been somewhat of a theme. I feel like Mizzou is at, at its best when we're under the radar and no one's talking right. about us. And then right when right when we get ranked and people are saying, "Hey, could Mizzou go to the SEC championship?" Hey, check this out. Kirk Herbstreit's talking about him. Yeah, yep. it's just it's just so frustrating. Anytime there's any expectations, um, it, we seemingly have have folded recently, and that's that's majorly disappointing. Yeah, I mean, I think what's said has been said. Mizzou has Kentucky next week, and obviously, Mizzou needs to bounce back that game to kind of get. I think you have to. It'd be nice to beat Georgia and everything like that, but beat Kentucky and beat Florida, and maybe people will kind of think about that, you know, kind of see about coming back in again. But that Florida game is going to be a tough, or yeah, that Florida game after this little road trip is going to be a tough for to get fans to buy back in again. That, that's just another thing too. It's like you know, because we have this back and forth about you know the fans not showing up to games. Well, I, can you blame them after right. just a complete dud up like with that? I mean. It just, I mean, it goes both ways, right? No, oh, yeah. No, I know. So, as yeah, as soon as fans bought back in the Ole Miss and everything like that, it seemed like the fan engagement was up. Everyone was buying back in, and then this is what happens. It's just, it's unfortunate, and it sucks. I and, mean, plain and simple. And, and what I would say is, you know, I, I am a, I'm a proponent of, of Barry Odom. Um, mm-hmm. I, think, I think given the circumstances, he's done, he's done, He's exceeded ex- expectations, I think, for himself being a, a first-time co- head coach in college in the toughest conference in all of football. Um, he's doing he's done pretty dang good, but the anger is justifiable by the fan base right now. Um, mm-hmm. And by all means, he still has a lot of things to learn and to get cured. And um, you know, it, it it makes some of the statistics about his record compared to Pinkle and all this stuff. It, it makes some of it seem fluky considering our strength of schedule right. and that type of thing. You know, you start thinking about that coming into play, whether is it really him being a good coach and that type of thing. So, you know, we'll just see how it plays out. Yeah. I think, yeah, just I'm, unfortunately have to wait and see. And luckily there's another game to be had and all that fun stuff. So, but I would but, just say for anybody to say to fire him right now, I mean, we're five and two and we still yeah, control our the, destiny um there's i mean that's just to me it's ridiculous thinking right there for anyone to, right. to say you know that that would be an actual solution at this point 
yeah, I don't think that that'd be a good solution whatsoever, no matter how angry it makes you or anything like that. I just don't think it's a viable solution at this point. Let's remember, too, um, just thinking glass half full, Pinkle in his first five years, he had a road loss to Troy when we were ranked, mm. um, crushing loss. And they lost at home to New Mexico, who's historically one of the worst power <laughs> or not power five, one of the worst FBS teams of all time at home. Right. So, I mean, you've heard you've heard a lot of different coaches say just how tough it is to win in college football, especially the conference we're in. Mm-hmm. It just makes you appreciate the wins that much more. And I mean, it just makes you you got to be on your A game from week in week out. Yep, absolutely. Um, so I think that kind of does it for us for tonight. Um. Just that, yeah, you can only talk about how bad they were for so long. But we do have some exciting things in the works and everything like that. We've been working on getting guests for this uh, very podcast. Um, you'd be surprised how many people aren't super pumped about doing something on a Sunday night after, you know, doing a long college football, people working on Saturdays and everything like that. But we are working on guests, so we will have some guests coming up hopefully next week. I think we're, we have a good one coming for you guys. So, um yeah, so in the meantime, you can always follow us uh, at Rockham Nation, RockhamNation.com. Subscribe, rate, review to Rockham Nation Podcasts. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at mhill underscore. You can follow Bennett at Hughes underscore you are daddy. Exactly. It's pretty easy. Get in there. He had a good troll, troll tweet about the Big 12, so if you like those, get in on that. You got to go see him. So until next week, thanks for tuning in.